If you're a personal trainer and you want to get the best results for your clients, you need to be coaching them beyond the training floor and also including some nutritional coaching and support within that. So if you want to learn how to do that, be sure and watch the full episode that we're putting on today. Welcome to Becoming the Ultimate Fitness Coach with the Jock and the Doc Podcast, where fitness meets behavioral science. Join your hosts, Scott Schutte, a seasoned personal trainer, gym owner, and 360 wellness coach, and Dr. Janine Steister, a PhD behaviorist and expert in all things behavior change, as they share their combined expertise to empower fitness professionals like you. With practical tips, cutting-edge topics, and industry-leading guests, you'll learn everything from motivation and goal setting to habit formation and overcoming obstacles. Whether you're a seasoned fitness pro or just starting off your coaching journey, Becoming the Ultimate Fitness Coach is your essential guide to mastering the art of coaching and changing lives. So I'm really excited about this topic, but with a lot of things um, around this kind of area, one small caveat. So different states have different regulations in relation to people's licensures, certifications around nutrition. So we're going to talk a lot about nutrition coaching today and supporting your clients, but make sure you check that out and you are aware of the confines, the parameters under which you can practice. And when we're talking about this too, when you're talking and you look into the state regulations, a lot of this depends on what your credentials are, what your state regulations are. But really when you, when you dive into it, it's, it's staying away from you know, special circumstances, special medical conditions for people, which mm-hmm. I highly recommend. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really staying away from specific meal plans, specific macros, specific calories. And ultimately, whether you're in a state that you can do that or can't, it's not the best approach. Exactly. And so when we talk about coaching people on nutrition, and we like to use a broader term of like coaching people beyond the gym, this 360 wellness approach is like what we call it, is we can make huge changes in people to help them reach their goals without giving a specific meal plan, without giving specific calories. And what we see is is much better success with people because we're giving them things that fit into their personality, their lifestyle, and their environment. And we've discussed this before, and I'll say it again, we're more than aware that a lot of people will come and say, I need a meal plan, or I want this, or I wanna try this extreme thing, or very scripted thing. But we also know that there's very few people in life that we meet that really thrive off of that or thrive off of it for a very long time. And just so just remember why people are asking that. And you don't have to argue with them, but kind of peel back those layers a little bit and figure it out. Is it because they have a friend that did it and lost some weight or they just saw a late night ad last night on something or um, somebody on social media saying it's the best thing or just because they've tried and, and as they would might put it, failed over and over over the years, and this is just what they know. So part of our job is to educate them on, there is a time and place for meal plans, there is a time and place for all of those things um, under certain circumstances, but in general, when people want to change their body composition, lose some weight, and keep it off, because again, my arguments, nobody ever says, look, I'm coming in, I'd like to lose a couple pounds, and then I wanna make sure I gain it right back when we're done. So by reminding them and asking them about what's your long-term goal with this, most of them, I, write us a comment. Let us know if someone says I want to gain it back. But otherwise, I'm going to go with the premise that no one's going to say that. And so based on that, then working your way backwards, you want something that you can do, builds into your lifestyle, and you can keep this weight off. Let's try a different approach. So when thinking about someone's nutrition, if you're going to dive into this with your clients, which you really need to if you want to optimize the results, or at least refer them out to someone that's going to. Someone needs to address this. Think of it more as in priorities versus plans. 
So what is common in an industry is there's, there's a lot of these plans, like let's go 75 hard, or let's go this specific meal plan with these specific um, foods in there. Or let's go all these very specific things for people. But I've been in the industry for almost 20 years now, and I've seen the, 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 the pendulum swing very hard from when I first started, it was six meals a day. Now, intermittent fasting, time-restricted eating is very popular. I have seen low-fat to high-fat. I've seen vegan to carnivore, all these different things. And, and ultimately, we can make all these things work. But there's principles we need to stay within. If someone's trying to lose weight, we need to be in a calorie deficit. So if someone come, is coming in and they're already eating five or six meals a day, and they like that style, stick with that and make that work for them. If someone is coming in and they're eating two or three meals a day and they're, they're doing that time-restricted eating and that feels best for them, then you can make that work. There's, there's principles to stay with it. The problem is so much in this industry, we try to get people to do a plan that's worked for us. Like, well, I ate this way and this helped me lose the weight or I've had a couple of clients that success yeah. this way. Yeah, and exactly. so we, we try to like, well, I know it works because I've seen it work with clients, but that doesn't mean it's the best plan for them. Now, the thing to dive into is like, okay, are they doing this because they think it's popular and it doesn't really work for them? Like, you need to figure that out. But there's so many different styles, so many different styles that people can do and still be effective with the weight loss. The main things we're looking at is we're at a calorie deficit, we're getting enough protein, ideally we're getting enough fiber and micronutrients. As long as we're hitting those parameters, there's so many different ways we can do it. Yeah, and, and I really like this word priorities and not only in how you design and support your client and what they're doing, but also in the education that you're giving them. Yep. They've got to walk away understanding that a calorie deficit is going to be required most of the time maybe all the time, uh, to lose weight. And if they're walking in or walking away from you thinking that they can eat anything they want and still lose weight as long as it fits their body type or as long as it's within an eight-hour window or whatever it is, those are misunderstandings of some of those other concepts that people talk about. And if we're letting them walk out thinking that there is a way to do this where you can eat what you want all day long, which is how many advertisements are there that say that, so what are a couple of priority things that you might need to repeat again and again so that they understand that as they're evaluating what you're asking them to do and their goals, that they understand these are non-negotiables. They're really going to have to be. We're going to have to work on the, we have to pay attention to the calories. That doesn't mean you have to track them all day long. doesn't mean you have to do a food log, but they need to understand that that's how this process works and all of the other things that they've seen um, that say otherwise are probably a little bit more snake oil, as they would say, than um, facts. So I was actually having a conversation with a client today and I was talking to her about a recent YouTube video I watched with Mike Isertel and he was, he was going over uh, more myths in the, the industry and one of them is that um, sugar is the reason why the obesity um, epidemic, epidemic yeah. is happening. And he does a really great job explaining, like, it's not it. It has some contributing factors, but it's not the main reason. And so I was talking to her about this, and she's like, well, if people just ate whole food or natural food or organic food, um, then it wouldn't be an issue. I'm like, well, th that does help some people, like we talked about. There's a lot of different ways to get a calorie deficit. But I also have had a bunch of people come in that were eating a paleo-style diet, yeah. a all-organic-style diet, all-natural diet, and we're still putting on weight because they were either having too much fat, it's typically the case of like nuts or oils, avocados, combination of things that had excess calories. So a lot of people, if they get onto a more whole food, it's a way to drop the calories back because you know if you're eating you know broccoli and chicken, 
first a bag of Doritos. Like I can eat way more calories in the bag of Doritos <laughs> than I can yeah. in the chicken and broccoli. And you're also gonna be full on the chicken and broccoli faster than the Doritos. But that being said, that, that's a fallacy of like, just because it's natural or it's, it's organic, that's gonna help that. So that's why we have to think about these principles and first plans. Yep. So moving on to the next one. We need to make it slow and steady with people. The industry is also big on, let's make these big jumps, these big transformations in these short amount of times. Because as it's fun. I like having those transformations in a short amount of time and seeing them. But the problem is most of the people in the general pop, they have work, they have families, they have other obligations that they have to take care of. And so if you change up too much, all you're doing is setting them up for failure. And I'm a big fan of, I want to set them up for more success in the plan that I'm giving them. Then I am worried about them losing a few pounds in the first week or so. Yeah, and, and there is, of course, something to be said to getting a little bit of behavioral momentum, those initial wins, things yeah. like that, but they might not always be scale-based. You can have some initial wins just in small behavior changes that are going to set them up for those. And so always figure out what you're measuring and, and how you can celebrate that. So it's not just the scale, but what other small things are you measuring along the way that you can reinforce? So that way the scale doesn't have to drop immediately for them to get excited about it. The other part about this not going fast is, and, and that can even go back to a principle, is this will take a little bit of time, small changes that build into to larger outcomes. That helps somebody's brain also understand why you're checking in on them regularly, why they should come back and sit down with you and have another 15 minute 360 wellness consult and talk about the food, is there's understanding, oh, this will take a process. And, and the other part is that what people sometimes don't understand is when they don't come back or when they're like, yeah, yeah, I'm good, or I'll schedule it in a couple of weeks or whatever. A lot of times I hear that people say, well, like, oh, well, they just don't want to be held accountable. Sometimes this is very true, but sometimes it's actually the opposite. I want to feel like I can do this without being reliant on somebody for the rest of my life to do this. And so people get worried that if they need you to, to meet with you once a week and talk about these things, that they're now going to be reliant and they can't do it on the, their own. So by you framing this of saying, this will take some time, we will meet more regularly at the beginning to help get you going, get these habits built in, answer your questions, figure out different paths that will work optimally for you. And then over time, less and less then that person says, okay, I'm not going to have to be reliant. I can do this myself because I feel like I can't do something myself. It's much easier to go, mm, fail, and move on to something else. Yeah. And so a great example of what you're talking about of like these early wins and might not be scale victory is uh, I, I overheard a client today working with one of our trainers and the trainer is like, wow, what have you been doing? The, the your workouts from this week to last week, you're, you're doing so much better. Like the, the, the assisted chin up, like we're, it's a lot less weight that we're putting on there. So you're doing so much more on, on your presses, your weight so much more. It's like everything's so much better. And he's like, what have you been doing different? And he's like, well, last week I met with um, one of the other coaches and went over the 360 wellness. And we just made a few tweaks nutrition wise and his, his workouts were so much better. And so by this trainer pointing that out, that's gonna help reinforce that. Exactly. Now he might not have lost any weight in that time, but just by having, you know, more strength, you know, more stamina, more energy during the workout, and that other trainer really pointing that out, that's such a huge win. And that's one of those behavior momentums. Um, at the same time, not even worrying about the weight. Now, we want to also make sure that the weight's going down over time, and that's what the guy in charge of the 360 is doing. But that, that's, I, I just saw that today, and I was like, that's such a great point of like being able to really. And I like point the that out. yeah, and I like the in 
uh, ancillary part of that is they might be in the 360 wellness to lose some weight. And that's what they're thinking is going to be the measuring stick and the soul measuring stick. But then finding out like, oh, even just by changing my nutrition a little bit, not only am I going to lose weight, but my workouts are going to get better. And, and as you pointed out, and we hear a lot of people talk about, oh, I want to gain muscle and lose weight, both. So this is a kind of a small way to think about like, yeah, on your weight loss journey over time, there might be some other really nice byproducts of this as well. Yeah, and the last point we want to get to, and, and Dr. J kind of alluded to this a little bit, is like when we're having these conversations, they shouldn't be in the middle of the workout. We've done full episodes on this. Like you need to have your separate time and space for this. Whether you're you're, you're setting uh, time to give them a call, whether you're meeting them one-on-one in, a, in a, a private setting, because so much of what we're talking about, and we are focusing a lot on nutrition, but we're really talking about like everything that they're doing outside the gym. So we're looking into their sleep because we've seen that like if sleep is off, like people crave more sugar, they eat more calories. If, you know, they're, they're really stressed at work, maybe it's not, maybe now is not the, the best time to add a couple of new things for them to do. It's more working on some of that stress management stuff. So there's a lot of different things we can address. And along with that nutrition, if we're trying to do that in between sets, like they're just trying to function and do the movement. They're not going to remember what you said. And if you don't have a place where you can keep good notes on this, you're not gonna remember what you told them. So the next time you meet, you're gonna be trying to make it up again. So it just becomes this like, this, I don't know, merry-go-round of, of <laughs> non-productivity conversations. First, if you have the time and space and you can, you can kind of peel back some layers of like, okay, what's holding them back? What are the really big things that are, are, are gonna make the, the, the biggest contribution for them to have this overall loss? And then what are the specific things they have to work on? And then when you meet on that regular basis, you can make sure that they're doing that. Yeah, and it also just creates conversations that just aren't naturally gonna happen on the training floor. Yeah. And, I listen to a lot of conversations on the training floor and I have yet to hear one where somebody had an in-depth conversation about grocery shopping habits. I hear people talking about like, oh, I like this grocery store, that one, or I love getting this awesome food here or whatever. But I don't hear like, what do you think about grocery shopping? How do you approach it? All of these things. And where I'm going with that is if you hand somebody a meal plan, and I see this a lot where it's like meal plan, and we've provided you with a grocery list. And like, oh my God, how wonderful and amazing. And I just have to go to the grocery store and get the 800 things that are on this list in places I don't know where it's at in my store, or this one doesn't have it, but across town, that one will. And then my favorite is all of those interesting spices to make things taste good, but you have to buy six different spices. You're only using this much of it. And then it gets super expensive. And then some people are just like, I hate the grocery store. So thank you for handing me a whole lot of things that I don't do well. And if I'm trying to eat their, if I'm trying to change their eating habits a little bit and their nutrition, and now I want to make them a grocery shopper and a meal planner and all of those things. But my point is, is if you're having the separate time and space and you're having conversations and you're saying like, well, what about this for breakfast? Or what about this for breakfast? There's this space for that person to go, well, I mean, I could, but I, I don't really shop or I don't know where that's at. And you start to hear things and go, okay, got it. We need to make this even yep. better. So it just sets that stage up to kind of get those little nuggets that'll be the light bulbs in your head going, oh yeah, okay, we need to shift course a little bit. Yeah, for that person example, instead of giving them that, it's like, okay, here's a meal service in town. Here's the website. Just order the meals off there. It's going to come to your house. You don't have to do any of those things. So it's and just, it might be cheaper than that shopping yeah. list to saying. So that's what it comes down to, to yeah. matching your plan 
with their personality, their lifestyle, their environment. And that has to be the, the premise of everything that you're doing with this client when it comes to coaching them outside the gym, especially with the nutrition. So if, if you're a personal trainer and you're working with people on being healthier, weight loss, body fat loss, the coaching outside the gym has to be a component of it. The nutrition has to be the component of the 360 wellness. And if you're confused on like how to do this or it's intimidating, like we have the course set up. Like this is what we do is we teach people how to do this in a 15 minute session, how to add it as a service, how to make more money doing it and how to get better results for your clients for doing it. So check it out. Yeah, clients love it. And again, we have those systems for you. So you can go to our website, healthybehaviorinstitute.com and look at that. Also feel free to drop us comments, um, like the channel, like what we're talking about. Let us know what else you'd like us to talk about. Until next time.